0: All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang, two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, and they're easy to go ahead and transport for tailgating as well also, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. Make sure you pick it up at a specs near you. 1-800-707-9760. All right, so uh, keeping it moving, so we've got some reaction coming in here on Facebook Live. Uh, Terry says, Todd McFarlane, the creator of Spawn and worked on Spider-Man and Marvel Comics. Yeah, that guy. Uh, Maybe I called him something different, but my bad if I did, but that's who I was talking about. Um, Also, um, Anthony White is checking in. It says the only reason quarterbacks retire in the NFL is either they can't play anymore physically or nobody wants them to play for them. Kurt Warner is probably the only exception to that rule that I can think of. Um, I kind of agree with that for the most part. I mean, I just feel – look, it's not that's why – before I even said that about Blake Bortles, that's why I try to put it out there like, look, I'm not going to diminish – Blake Burrell's been NFL quarterback, regardless of the situation. He was an NFL quarterback that came out of Central Florida, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's Central Florida uh, would look good with Central Florida, too. That was really getting Central Florida on the map, you know, that time right there. So to me, I mean, I didn't sit the slide. I just it's just to me, it's all about I'm, I don't care what we're talking about for whatever. I don't like attention grabs. I don't like people that basically sit there and just start automatically try to grab attention when you know, like, no one's asked, like, man, where's Blake Bortles? Is he thinking about hanging it up? Where is he at? We can really use it. That's all I'm saying. But at 10 days, NFL player. But I, I do think that Terry's right. There's, I mean, those are really the situation. Like, look, everybody wants to leave, especially at that position. I'm not putting Blake Bortles in that category, but especially at that position, everybody wants to leave on top and on their own terms that's really the reason why partially in my opinion the big reason reason why tom brady's even did a 180 on his decision because he didn't have to he didn't he wasn't allowed to have the announcement and the retirement announcement in the press conference like he wanted and he just made an emotional decision like you know what screw that and did it cost him his marriage only those two know we don't know but i'm just telling you a lot of guys not even just quarterbacks but especially but skilled guys people that play that you want to leave on your own terms either as a champion or either and also or with just good health I mean, that's the reality. 1-800-707-9760. All right. So, uh, Twitter, do we have anything out uh, before we move on to the uh, hot seat on the coaches through four weeks?
1: Yeah. Um, Earlier, we were talking about uh, the Wembenyama game. Wembenyama versus Scoot Henderson yesterday. Uh, And 210 Earth in here uh, says, his stick appearance really scares me. Will he build like Giannis or will he build like Chet? Still grinding. Of course, Chet still has time to build. He said he, that just his, came out he said his year. what, mom? What are you saying? Speaking of Wenbin Young. yeah, I right. You. His stick appearance, uh, his stick figure appearance, really scares oh, okay. me. He's worried about you know tall, lanky guys. You um, know, I mean, I'm not going to shoot,
0: uh, shoot that down totally. I mean, there's something to that, um, but I just feel that you know I'd have to look at him again. That's why I haven't really talked about it because I really want to look at him. You know, and again, I'll probably go ahead and televote that game tomorrow at noon. Um, and just to get a chance to look at him, run up and down the court and look at his bills. So that's the reason why I have just heard. I remember hearing his name like maybe two years ago in passing, but it's really heated up this this past uh, summer. So, OK, well, I mean, that's a good observation there. Anything else we had?
1: Yeah, Chris Gonzalez uh said uh he agrees with me. Okay. Uh and, and, and actually you, you know, you, you also Bro. are in sell uh-huh. the Aaron Judge Ball uh-huh. camp now. Um he, he says definitely sell it now because what if uh next week he gets popped for PEDs? Hey, you
0: know what? Never thought about that. You know, um I you know that is a very good point. I mean, I would say, well, first of all, I would love to see Roger Maris Junior. I would, I would tell him. I would say, Yankees, make sure y'all give him the same platform and mics that you did when at the at the Blue Jays three game stand. Oh, that's the real pure guy there. Yeah, okay, whatever. Barry released a net statement saying congratulations. I didn't see what he said, but he took. You know, Barry's been taking a high road, but it is what it is. But uh, that's a good point there. Now, I would tell you, and this just goes back to the brand he did it under. Even if he would get popped for PD, yes, I think it would take some hit in value. There will be a wealthy Yankee fan out there that still wants that ball. It still sell. I'm not going to sit here and try to argue that it wouldn't lose some value. But because of this, because it's the Yankees. It's like the Dallas Cowboys, man. I mean, the Yankees, the Cowboys, and the Lakers, when those brands come to certain things, especially when it comes to dollars and fans across the the country that got money that are obsessed with those franchises, they're they're kind of little bulletproof when it comes to little stuff like
1: that. So if you're the buyer, potentially, you're probably going to pull the whole thing that we saw with the Tom Brady retirement football last touchdown of his NFL career that we had last February where somebody bought the ball, what, half a million dollars? And then, of course, Tom Br- when Tom Brady retired, but then Tom Brady unretires, and the person hadn't sent the money yet. So he, he fortunately got out of his deal because this would, like you're saying, it, it wouldn't diminish the value. It wouldn't reduce all value, but it wouldn't be as valuable I, I, I would, I, I,
0: I won't argue with that. That's a good point. Whoever t- who tweeted that again? Uh, chris gonzalez chris gonzalez good tweet chris i I didn't even think about that angle in regards to that but that could definitely devalue still sell but could be devalued all right moving on so uh cbs sports i mean we did this before the season started but we're at the quarter part uh quarter poll mark and the cbs has put out some coaches that they've got on different levels of the hot seat and the warm seat what are they talking about
1: all right, so this one's from Cody Benjamin uh, on CBS Sports. Mm. And he put together, of course, the, uh, the coach NFL coaches on the hot seat heading into week five. Starting with under fire but totally safe for now. Okay. Who he calls the cool chaps. Uh, mm. John Harbaugh. Ravens are two and two.
0: What category does he have him in?
1: This is uh, under fire but totally safe for now. Totally
0: safe and I don't even think it's under fire.
1: They no had chance. an they had an
0: opportunity to move away from him about two, three years ago. And it was right before that whole Flacco last couple of years, the last year with Flacco or whatever, and they didn't do it. And and that let me know how much he's respecting the organization. Like I said, he'd be unemployed for three minutes if they did. No. He, he's, 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 gonna, he's one of those co- – there's very few of them. He's one of those coaches that are going to leave out when he's ready. It'll be a mutual thing. But go ahead.
1: Okay, sticking in the division – uh, Mike Tomlin Steelers 1-3 Again this is, he has him listed as under fire But totally safe for now
0: I don't even say I would like to interview this guy Because I don't even say that it's really under fire with him This is another guy he is going to leave when he's ready to leave. If anything, I think he's undervalued, and I've been critical. I've been very critical of Mike Tomlin over the few years going through that whole, you know, Ben and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell situation. I didn't like the way Mike kind of handled that, and I criticized. But overall, man, I mean, come on, that's Mike Tomlin, you know. So no, I don't. I disagree with that.
1: Okay, another coach, uh, to- under fire but totally safe for now, Brandon Staley. And the Los Angeles Chargers, 2-2 two and two record. Uh, you have your personal beef. Yeah, I would say under
0: fire and hell no, it ain't safe. He ain't really safe. Now, do I doubt it? I mean, that means firing after two years. No, he ain't safe. I said this in, in, in September before Thursday night, okay? I said this before that Thursday night matchup. Anybody that's on this list for the exception of the first few that we rattle off, when you start getting to Staley and you can go on to the other ones, none of them are safe with Sean Payton lurking. None of them. Uh, not those first ones. Not not Harbaugh. Not Tomlin. None of that. From Staley you're talking about and gone, that is a different ball game. Keep going, but
1: yeah. But well, with Sean Payton lurking, I would still think that Dennis Allen and the Saints, uh, one and three, he would be safe because they wouldn't go back to Sean Payton, no,
0: right? Um, I don't think. <clears throat> I wouldn't say that. Dennis Allen is really saying it depends on how this season goes. If it gets ugly since he's been there and he was kind of the lingering and it was kind of them thinking like, okay, you know, I can see Mickey Loomis thinking. He could say, hey, you know what, this is going to be an easy transition. You know, you are our defensive coordinator. Let's go this. But if they really fall flat on that, keep in mind, Peter King has picked the last three Super Bowls right and he had the Saints as the NFC participant. I had him in the NFC championship game. So this would be a disappointment. OK, so if he go if this season really because something's wrong with them, I've seen him in London Sunday morning before. That was with no Jameson. Now I'm going to see a start with Andy Dalton and see how that goes. Uh, they have the uh, I think I believe the Atlanta Falcons this weekend, if I'm not mistaken, uh, going to. New- no, they got Seattle. I'm sorry. Seattle. Atlanta's got Tampa. Seattle is going to New Orleans. So I'm going to see how this goes. But Dennis Allen, that could be a situation that that's a one and done not going to get Sean Payton, but going to get somebody else. So I wouldn't say that he's totally safe.
1: Okay. Uh, we have a pair of uh, trending toward trouble. He calls them lukewarm lads. I'm going to give them both to you at the same time. They're both playing, uh, both coaching in games in uh, the game tomorrow night. Nathaniel Hackett with the 2-2 two and two Broncos and Frank Reich with the 1-2-1 and one, uh, Colts. Lukewarm, trending toward trouble.
0: Um, first of all, I would say that Frank Wright is trending toward trouble because somebody's going to take the fall for this if they don't get this turned around. Um, you know, it's one of those situations to where it all depends. That's why I say tomorrow's a 50/50 game, because these are the spots that the Colts over the last few years in the Frank Wright era, they've all risen to the occasion and won the game. No one really gave them a chance, even though that was a depleted team back then, last year. But no one really gave them a chance when they went to go play the 49ers on a rainy Monday night. They went in there. They won that game. They've had they given the Chiefs problems. Like if you just go back to this year, what we just saw last week prior to the uh, to the Tennessee game. No one was giving them a shot that game. They were seven, seven seven-and-a-half-point underdogs that game. They end up winning that game outright and probably did the best job on Kelsey that I've seen anybody do in a while. So my point is, tomorrow, whether Jonathan Taylor's not out, Shaquille Leonard's not there, whatever, tomorrow is a real good gauge on, because what you want to look for for Frank Wright, if you're a Colts fan, is when it's obvious with this team, I'm telling you, when that time comes where they're not responding to him after losses. And tomorrow, I think, is despite the injuries, Tomorrow is the first step to see how they respond with another team that basically has showed some early signs of struggle, especially on the offensive side of the ball, speaking of the Denver Broncos. So, again, I would say definitely he's going to probably take the fall, and he's definitely uh, in trouble. I've said that before. I think Baller would survive depending on who the coaches, is or depending who Ursay would want to get. And I think also the problem lies with Urse. I've been saying that for a while. But I think Ballard has a chance to survive. But Frank Wright definitely, if this really gets ugly and they've got to blame it on somebody else, he would definitely probably be gone. But go ahead.
1: All right. Uh, on the NFL coaches on the hot seat article, CBS Sports' Cody Benjamin. Positively in danger. So he's yeah. going to say that definitely on the hot seat. And we actually had these on the guys on the list to go back and uh, check the figured, podcast, I check the tape who, in August. Yeah, I knew who was going to be on there. Um, Matt Rule with the 1-3 and three Panthers and Ron Rivera with the 1-3 Commanders. Well, Matt Rule,
0: I will tell you right now as we speak and as of last week, his agent's already talking to colleges. Okay. Just cat out of the bag. The Panthers Wisconsin? are get, the Panthers are getting par- prepared to play the 49ers. So why he's installing a game plan on Wednesday? When he gets home at night, he's checking his voicemail. He's talking to his agent like, well, who are they talking about? Because for one, he's anticipating of getting let go. These coaches are not dumb and their agents aren't dumb. He knows what's up. He's been in the NFL before, not his head coach, so it's no secret. It's a WL business cutthroat. But obviously, if you look at, I was going to get to it, but if you look at the Wisconsin job, if you look at the names that's in, that are rumored that's on the top of the list of that job, his name is on that list you know um but I definitely I knew that going into this season it's his third year his first draft he picked nothing but defensive players that had never happened before since like 1985 or 87 when the Cleveland Browns did it you know he's a defensive mind coach but the problem is he hasn't had a quarterback and I think also they lack outside of Chris well first of all Chris McCaffrey hasn't been healthy in either his first two seasons and on top of that, they just don't have enough skill position playmakers. Um, and I understand DJ Moore, people like DJ Moore, he, he's all right, but he's not. He can't be a true number one, exceptly, especially, excuse me, with a subpar quarterback. Speaking of the Panthers and the quarterback, I got a message from Shelby T. James. And it says that, um, hey, Calvin, got a question for you and the grind nation is baker mayfield on an nfl roster in 2023 and i'm going to tell you that i will sit there and say yes but it's going to be as a for sure backup um i believe this is again the same thing that i said about Mitch Trubisky. i think this is baker mayfield it was was baker mayfield's last opportunity to really be a start in the nfl now it's going to be up i believe to baker to see if he wants to be on an NFL roster next year. But I think somebody out there will, will sign him for a backup period. Okay. So um, that's the question. So I hope I answered. So yes, he'll be on a roster as he retires and says, Hey, I won. I was a walk on. I got 30 million in bank. Okay. Thanks. From all those, those insurance commercials. But if he wants to play, he's going to be a backup. You know, you only get so many chances, I think, to really try to be a starter in this league, um, in my opinion. 1-800-707-9760. What do you got?
1: So, quick question. Uh, so, you touched on Matt Rule, Ron Rivera. I believe, uh, you know, it's.
0: I've never been that big of a fan of Ron Rivera. Um, I respected him. You know, the man's battle cancer. That's always dear to me. I just feel that, again, I've said it since Monday when I came in here and I told our fan here, uh, Glenn, Uh, you know that's the Washington Commanders they just have bad he can't look I know they have a bad ownership and they've got bad ownership and you can't overcome bad ownership in professional sports you just can't especially in the NFL and I believe that's what they have but with that said I believe Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio are on the same coaching staff for a reason they're both outdated The game, in my opinion, especially offensively and really defensively for Jack Del Rio for the last few years has passed them by. They haven't found a way to go ahead and adjust to this influx of college type of schemes and stuff coming to the NFL. They're outdated. And there's a there's a whole new generation of football players that they're coaching that have no idea about. Well, I'm not going to say have no idea, but they didn't see Ron Rivera part of that 85 Bears defense. Okay, they don't they Jack Del Rio. They don't know about Jack Del Rio with his uh, happy day leather Fonz leather jacket. He used to wear on the sideline when it was 90 degrees in Jacksonville. That's when I used to like Jack. You know. Started not liking Jack when he had the worst game plan ever to face the, uh, in a divisional round against a defense and a mobile quarterback like Andrew Luck. Then I really started not liking. it. I was, what? Why are we talking about the ones that stormed on January 6th? Why are we talking? About-? I was done with Jack. Outdated. Listen to the Sports Grind presented by Doseckis, broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing. Bartlett Smith, the one and twos. We'll be back. professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit tigersanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of The Sports Grind. the biggest savings of the season
1: are at specs the fun starts here
0: all right back here on the sports grind calvin casey Jonas clark producing Bart has been the one and two today's show is being presented by doseckes we are broadcasting here from the hazel sky online studios and this next segment is going to be sponsored by specs Okay, if you're looking to step up your cocktail game, get insider info on any seasonal releases, or if you just want to order online for same-day delivery, all you have to do is go to specsonline.com. because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of the Cowboys here real quick, you know, um, they've got the Rams, as y'all all know. Uh, but now we've gotten to Thumbwatch and to GripGate uh because of jerry um rams are in again you know i'm starting to get because usually about week five or whatever i start looking at the board early you know during the week now especially now i ain't got no choice but rams are a four and a half point favorite right now with Dallas. and who was our caller yesterday jonas Help me with the name that he called in and he was talking about well you know we're going to beat the rams you remember who that was I forgot who that was. We'll find it. I mean, I'm was it sure Cowboy to, James? No, not Cowboy James. It's the other man. I forgot my man uh, who said that. And I said I'm not giving you know the Dallas just that win based off of that. But for keep in mind, the whole world knows that they've got offensive line issues. Speaking of the Rams, and basically what we just saw of them on Monday night. And they still got them a four and a half point favor. Take note of that. Okay. Now, um, I really believe from all the signs of it, Dak is probably gonna be targeting this Philly game next week. Okay, so I, I don't anticipate to see Dak. Today's Wednesday, we'll see how it comes out tomorrow. But I think for much as Jerry's been running his mouth, I don't think Dak's gonna be playing this weekend. He'll probably be coming back on Philly, which is gonna be a tough game to bring Dak back to the fire in. I mean, Philly's really leading the league, I believe, in sacks anyway, as a team. I mean, they're pretty much. A lot of people are talking about Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, but Philly's defense has pretty been legit too, um, you know, early on. I ran into uh, somebody on Facebook. <clears throat> I was quoting the other day. He's a Philly fan, not not our guy Matthew, not not him, but another guy, and he was like, "Hey," and he had a picture of Philly's secondary. He's like, "No fly zone," <laughs> and I'm like. Hey, time out. Like normally, I just don't comment on just anybody's page brand. I said, hey, uh, first of all, that name is copywritten, and the last group that called their name that it was some hardware attached to it, and they rank up inside the top three defenses of all time. Philly balling, but uh, this, stop it. No ain't going to no fly zone yet. No Philly, good defense. They're playing good, but don't even do that. And if you do, you got to send royalty checks up to cl- Colorado on that name brand. What you got?
1: Speaking of the grip gate in Dallas, really quick, did you catch the brace on uh, Dak's hands? He was at the on his on his right hand. Mm-hmm. He was at the Rangers game. Took a picture with some teammates, and, and I, everybody was checking out. I didn't
0: see that, but I saw him and Micah Parsons was there. Yeah, it was and, pretty extensive. Yeah, and they had the Rangers. And, okay. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they want to do extra protection. I mean, He's probably going to be back in that Philly game, you know, or maybe that. I just think this is just Jerry again, keeping the conversation going. Um, and they're probably going to go. They're going to go into L.A. Uh, with uh, Cooper Rush. 1-800-707-9760. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones here real quick. I want to take a look at these baseball matches. So let's go to the phones here real quick. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on the sports grind here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone in Fox, South Central Texas. Waco, what's going on?
2: Okay, man, I'm, uh, I'm going to finally get around to talking about your Denver Broncos, man, because I, I really don't like what I've been hearing um, on other radio station talk shows around the NFL. Hey, listen, uh, and you already basically said it, man. You guys got a first-year coach, and, and now they're talking about this guy's on the hot seat. How can you be on the hot seat and you only coach three or four ball games? This guy here, he was one of the best coordinators in football. He coached uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and uh, uh, Adams. Uh, playoff berth, uh two of 13 and three records, and now these people are talking about this man can't coach. Know this man. He doesn't know he doesn't know the whole game. He was an offensive coordinator. He's still learning how to uh, put the team together, the defense together, the special teams and, and injuries and all that. It takes time for the man to learn how to do all that. Yeah, he may or may have some clock management. And even in his first game, people were complaining about the guy. This guy here, he deserves a chance to see what this man can do. He didn't go the the Rams, the, the, um, the Packers didn't go 13 and 3 for nothing. Like I say, he's, he's bringing in a new offense. He's got, you know, a, a Russell Wilson. A quarterback is stepping into a new offense. Things are not going to come together the first two or three games. People need to get his guy a chance. I've even heard people talking bad about Russell Wilson, and it makes absolutely no sense. They need to get these get get people a chance to get this team on the track before they start making comments like that. And i like to hear what you say about that today. All right. Get
0: to the point right there before we're about to lose you. But, um, yeah, man, I look again. I just think it's time to push back and relax. He is only his fourth game. I mean, I'm not saying that he's above criticism just because he's a rookie in only four games. I mean, I can tell you right now. I mean, it's obviously that you could tell that he's trying to be used to, he's used to coaching Aaron Rodgers. And Russell ain't Aaron Rodgers. And I think that's the, the medium. Look at the drive that they did against the 49ers, Nineers—a game-winning drive. You saw how good that defense was the other night, okay? Because Denver beat 49ers, there's a lot of people that try to, oh, 49ers ain't good. No, that's a Super Bowl defense, and that's a Super Bowl-caliber team. That was a defensive battle. But look at that one drive that Russ, they went ahead and scored. It was more of him moving with his legs and making around it. He just got to let him be Russ. You know, I was talking to a guy, know Bill, shout out to Bronco, Billy diehard, different friend from Colorado, and he was kind of saying that. He felt like, oh, dude, he's trying to make him Aaron Rodgers. He ain't going to be Aaron Rodgers. Well, I didn't really think about it to that point, but I don't, I don't know if that's it's. I'm not making my evaluation of him until the end of the year. Regardless what the – they can go on a three. I said it in August. Let me see how they react. How does he get them to react after a two-game losing streak? They've lost once. They've got an opponent tomorrow night that that's usually when they come in, when their back's up in the wall and everybody's writing them off. Frank Wright gets in front of them, reads uh, John 3.16 and a couple scriptures, and they're getting ready to go. So let's see if they have that same response. But I think with Hackett, look, the only thing, and I said in the top of the hour, Mike, the only thing or top of the show, the only thing that could throw a curveball because they got new ownerships, it's the richest owner in the NFL, and he didn't hire Peyton, and he ain't hired Hackett. So if there's a guy sitting back, like, well, you know, I always thought Sean got screwed in New Orleans. We gave him some money, put some money behind him. Let's go after Sean. You like to coach Russell? And if that came, i will be like, hey, Hackett, you know, man, sorry. You know, one year you'll get another chance. <laughs> but, yeah, so they there could be that. The ownership and not him hiring, but doubted very seriously. He's one and done. And I'm not down for that anyway. You can't. You can't keep they've been burning through coaches for like the last eight, nine years, really post Super Bowl. Let's just say it ain't been that long. Let's just say six. Well, no, you can say eight, nine because they had John Fox come in. Then it started with that. Then it went to Kubiak. And they've had you got to have some consistency for a little bit. But again, it goes back that. That's just not what it is. 1-800-707-976. 1-800-707-976. Let's go to the phone. Let's go to Matt. Matt, you're on the sports crown here on Ticket 760 and 1300 Zone in Fox, South Central, Texas, and Waco. What's going on, man? Matt?
2: Hello. Hello.
0: You got me? Hello. Yeah. What's up, man? You're on.
2: What's going on? I'm the guy who called to talk up the W to the Ram. Oh, now, it the was you. Yeah. yeah. I called that one a w, and I'm betting money line. the only reason why is because they can't move the ball and matthew stafford he ain't that great of a quarterback right he walked into that super bowl and uh i have one other point jeff traders the truth i don't know what he gave him on friday but those boys balled out and uh that's my take all right
0: matt it was you okay you heard the bat signal and you came you came calling okay i thought and that was a simple name like how do you forget matt man because i have a bunch of different names and i forget a lot of stuff okay remember stuff i want so matt uh, you say money line, proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. Okay. I will tell you this Dallas's, I understand their D line is wreaking havoc. And, and Michael Parsons looks like he's going to be a generational player. Look at this. In that draft that Michael Parsons came in, we could be looking, you know, we always talk about the quarterback drafts and all that. And, oh, this is class of 04, class 83. We could be looking back in that class. And in that class could have produced a borderline generational talent in Michael Parsons on the defensive side. Some early comparisons all the way to Lawrence Taylor. I'm saying, whoa, wait. But in the same draft, few picks before that, or a pick before that, another new primetime in the making in PS2. Think about that. Two generational studs, possibly. Always get the love to the quarterback drafts. Got to look at some of these defenses. But with that said, the Dallas is back in, Matt. That ain't the 49ers back in. That ain't the 49ers safety. That's what I'm saying. Dallas – they're playing good defense. I think they're the last team standing to give up only to not give up two, more than twenty points yet. I think Dallas is the last team standing because the Bucks was on that list. Denver was on that list. Would have remained on that list if it wasn't for Melvin. Melvin. But Tampa Bay got taken out of this because Patrick Mahomes came out swinging there. I think Dallas is the last one surviving, the only team not to give up more than 20 points. With all they said, San Francisco's defense, I believe, all around, is scheme-wise, is better. Now, you might be splitting hairs, but my point is the Rams are going to look a lot better against Dallas than they did against the 49ers. For one, that's a division game with the 49ers. Last time I checked, Kellen Moore... Is not Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Kellen Moore ain't even Kyle Shanahan at the age of 10. Kyle Shanahan was out there in Dove Valley breaking down taste with Mike Shanahan, his daddy. I read all about it and talked to Cliss about it, man. Kellen Moore ain't, ain't Kyle Shanahan at the age of 10 when he's looking at film and got a juice box juicy right there sitting next to his dad. So I'll tell you right right now. The Rams' defense is going to look better, and the offense is going to look better. Do they have offensive line? Yes. Money line, I'd probably stay away from that, Matt. That's cojones. Minus four and a half is telling you something. That's just how the NFL, you got When you do that, you got to understand, you got to pick scheduling. You, you got to, because everybody thinks that picking spreads and the sports bet is just this and oh, man, that's No, who they got? What matchup they coming off of? How did that team look like coming off this? I'm telling you, if I don't have the numbers, the next-gen stats in front of me, but I will tell you right now, if you look and you're talking about in the sports betting world, especially in the NFL, teams that get embarrassed on prime time that are good games, those next games when they put them back on a big game and Dallas is a big game, it just works. It just comes out that way. It's the human nature. It's, it's just it's the way it is. And so, therefore, I would proceed with caution with that because that could be a Rams outright win. I don't think we like I like what we've seen in Cooper Rush. I like what they've done. I like the way the D-line is playing. I've been giving them flowers, but they are not the team right now to be able to chalk up a win just because the defending champs got offensive line issues and looked pretty bad against a 49ers team that beat this Dallas team last year in their crib to send them home and probably could beat them again. That's the only thing that separates Dallas from me in the upper upper echelon defenses is their back end. But what were you about to say, Jones?
1: Well, just that there there is a little line movement. Uh, I'm seeing in other places is even uh, five and a half. Okay, and uh, that money line for Dallas plus 195.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that game's going to make the card, but if I had to pick that, I would take the Rams. Coming off the loss against the 49ers, even sure week, I would be taking the Rams at home with that five and a half. Stafford's going to be, they've heard all the talk. I mean, this could be a situation where Allen Robinson gets going. It'll be a good game, but I'm not Am I going to shame Dallas. There's no shame, I think, with this Dallas team without Dak, even if they do lose against the Rams. It's going to be a tough game. Didn't Rudy Tomjanovich teach y'all anything years ago? Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion. They're the defending champs. They still got the best. Just like they got to deal with Michael Parsons, Matt. Who the hell's dealing with 99 got 99 problems. Who on that offensive line going to deal with Aaron Donald Bobby Wagner. It looked like he just caught a case. I told you man in the world we live in, his ass was going to get sued over that. Is that, have we confirmed that sometimes I got I know AC told me that sometimes I got to check her sources, man. I'm like, you be getting your information from that Converse, them Converse friends, them old Judson friends, you know, back those, that those those ghetto update feeds from Converse. I'll be letting AC, well, you get your Converse click. You're cheating out there, the, the, the Judson, Shady Rockets, Shady Rockets. They assets is burning through coaches too lately in the last few years too over there. Used to have stability in Converse. You better find it, Jonathan. I'm going to keep banging on Judson if you don't hurry up and find the answer to what you're saying. And I know I've got people that listen that go to Congress, but they just piss because I tell them the truth.
1: Anyway, keep it moving. The bottom line is what you got. Go ahead. There are reports TMZ, the fan who le- was leveled by Bobby Wagner after running onto the field uh, during Monday Night Football this week, and has now filed a, su- uh, filed a police report over the incident uh, TMZ is, uh, sports has learned two hours ago. So there's a police report whether, oh, where that goes, man. you yeah. know what?
0: And and again, Bobby did, Bobby did let up on him. Bobby didn't sit there and just like, it wasn't like, Hey, it's the fourth quarter. It's four down. We got to stop and get off the field. This is for the championship. Bobby didn't lay his ass out. And I'm hearing that he was with one of these, what was the Peter group?
1: Uh, one of the right, some kind of rights activist group. Yeah. And the, if you zoom in and they're getting all the publicity now for people checking well, out, I've got to
0: clarify that with you Jonas. Cause, uh, activists for Pete is a whole lot of different than activists for Jesse or Al Sharpton. Now, before I say what is I got to say,
1: say, a rights group. I'm not, I don't, oh. I, I don't know if it's oh, animal okay. or human rights. All
0: right. Well, Pete is on a bad run if it's them and I love animals, but anyway, that's how can Bobby like, first of all, the security wasn't going to catch him. He had some type of smoke stuff of device in his hand. We don't know if that's a smoke bomb or whatever. He ran to the sideline. You, you come on that territory, you get what's coming to you. Bobby could have put that dude in the hospital. He just pretty much stuck his arm out there so you can run it and hit solid 250 something muscle with about 4% body fat. No, Bobby probably about that. He's older now. He's about eight, nine. He about eight, nine. Nobody talking about his step being lost out of sleep to Santa. But I get it, though he didn't get 250 but yeah man I, that's crazy so they got charges now so he's going to either have to settle and write a check out that's i'd fight that all the way i wouldn't give that jackass i don't care what he was running the streaking for i wouldn't give him a dime man you rent you messing up the flow of the game you know you stalling where players can get cold get cramps pull something you we got to stall it till they catch your ass and take you off you get what you deserve
1: yeah, it is. A, it's it's an animal network, uh, animal oh, rights, where they gosh, say uh, they're pushing until every animal is free. I'm not going to give their name because that's free publicity.
0: And that's just you know, it's just sometimes like that's the same thing I always say about any community fighting for whatever rights whether it's the black community the lgbt in the community you got to pick and choose your battles man because when you start doing stuff like that or whatever you bring a little diluted to really what the problem is if you just automatically just spreading around that's ridiculous and you know what and i think this is the second time because in the minnesota in the playoffs the nba lady was stapling her hand or whatever to the hardwood well, we glued,
1: glued to the court during the playoffs somebody chained themselves or attempted to chain themselves to to the basket and then the other week we actually had another one of these canisters um, that somebody took care of but
0: look man you know I know Kanye set the world on fire with his T-shirt that he came on. Kanye has lost it with his all white lives matters T-shirt. But I'll tell you this. If it was one of the black lives matter members that was running, trying to prove a point with a canister in his ass or whatever the case may be, or running around with orange or going to staple their ass to the targets in the NBA. I bet you for a fact, it wouldn't be no, let's oh, just say, yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have been Bobby. Hell, they would have held him down while Bobby said, hey, you done, Bobby? You done? You get enough and warm up? I'm hit his ass again. Now, come on, man. Peter's killing credibility, and I love
1: animals. I will say it's not Peter. I will get. I will say it's not them. It's they fighting for animals, though.
0: I love animals, and no, no one condones animal cruelty. No way. I mean, but damn. I mean, come on, man. You're gonna disrupt it, but what is that solving? That's just, I mean, that's all I'm saying.
1: It it gets people to zoom in on the picture, (sighs) go to the website, and decide if they want to uh, engage with that or not. That's what that does.
0: That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett the 1 and 2, San Antonio, Austin, Waco Temple, Colleen, people up in the shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button, and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding. Peace. See you tomorrow.